Hey guys, welcome back to the Emma Dilemma podcast. This week I have Jenny New Russell on. Did I get that right? Almost. <laughs> you you introduce yourself, maybe that would be best. <laughs> Jenny New Russell. New Russell. I tried. I did you say Russell. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited about this podcast. And to start off, I'm just going to ask you, how are you today? And what's going on for you? Um, I am okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's an okay day. Um, I, yeah, I've been kind of, I think, as a lot of people have, a little bit up and down during this whole um, situation that we have happening right now. But yeah, at the moment, it's, it's kind of, a, um, things are okay. And I'm, I'm working on a couple of projects, um, which is keeping me motivated as well and I'm just you know focusing on my practice and that and hoping to to kind of yeah just put some things together in the next while creatively as well amazing yeah it's so funny isn't it how some like people thrive in this atmosphere of like alone time and then other people are like I need people (laughs) yeah and I've I've definitely had both you know I've I've had days of both where I'm like I love this and I love just you know, obviously it's not an ideal situation for a lot of people, but there are days, like I would be, I suppose, quite an, an introvert as well. Um, so it does suit me to be working alone, you know, for the most part, um, or to be, yeah, yeah, I don't mind living alone or like being alone for, for long periods of time, but it does reach a point where you're like, oh God, <laughs> I haven't seen another person in quite a while. And yeah, it, it does, I have had definitely kind of days of feeling very lonely as well so yeah it's just kind of moving through those waves I suppose is um is what practice teaches you as well and I'm very very grateful to have practice right now because otherwise don't know where I would be um yeah I think having those anchors in your day is um is really important um whatever that is for you you know it might not even be yoga or meditation it could be people going out for walks or runs or whatever they do to kind of come back to themselves um yeah it looks different I'm gonna come back to your practice because I want to ask more about that but before that I just want to say I've seen videos of you singing on my Instagram and they've really helped me in moments where like I don't even feel like I can express how I feel or what I want to say and um it's so beautiful the way you do it and um I think there's a lot of people who like can sing but they don't post or they're afraid and I'd love to know like yeah your singing journey and what it means to you to sing basically. Hmm that's such a big question. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I mean I've, I've been involved in music for most of my life um, in some shape or form. Um, I kind of grew up playing in orchestras, I played the flute, um, <laughs> I was a, a band geek, I did all the, the kind of typical things, you know, playing in school orchestras, that kind of thing. Um, and then when I was around 15, I picked up the guitar. I was really determined to teach myself the guitar because my dad had a guitar and it was just in the house. And at that point I had gone to the Gaeltacht and, um, kind of met a couple of people who were really I thought inspiring in the in the musical sense back then and um yeah I, I had this really kind of childish urge to just be like I want to be I want to play able to play on the stage next year and sing a song and I didn't even sing at this point I just literally wanted I just felt this 
like urge. I was like, I have to do this. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever had one of those feelings where you're like, I just like deeply, something deep was like, I need to do this. Um, and I taught myself guitar within a couple of weeks. I don't know how, because it kind of obviously bleeds your fingers a bit at the beginning, but I was just that kind of stubborn, determined Taurus that I am. And I, yeah, I taught myself guitar and then I kind of along the way picked up singing because you kind of kind of helps to be able to sing when you're learning guitar songs. Um, Sorry, this is a very long (laughs) story, but... um, No, please, it's so interesting. Um, Yeah, and then like at that point as well, I was kind of, I started playing a band. So um, I actually got a drum kit for at one point and everybody in my house hated me but it was kind of all part of it. And I, I had drum lessons and then I started dabbling in trad music as well um, because of all that time in the Gaeltacht. And um, then in the Gaeltacht, so Colosse de Lurgan, for anyone who's ever heard of it, is what we, uh, is where I worked. And, you know, I kind of gradually built, made my way up. So I was teaching and then um, focusing on the music and the translation of it of the song so we started kind of filming videos for the kids and teaching them Oscar. i've seen these videos are they the ones with the paint yep the yeah. oh my god i want to watch them <laughs> and i didn't know you back then that's so funny yeah i know it's really weird because it, it really does seem like like honestly emma it seems like a, a, a different lifetime ago like it feels like a di- i feel like a very different person to i suppose i didn't know myself at all back then um and it's interesting because there is so much online and there's all these videos that I, I, I watch back every now and again, or I'd listen to something and I'm like, Whoa, it just feels, it just, it feels like a different time. And I, I mean, it was a different time, but yeah, it was, um, it was amazing and it was great. And, and, you know, we, we ended up forming a band out of it and it was me and a couple of the lads that were like, we're going to, um, form just, just, we may as well form a band because people were asking us to sing these songs. So, kind of what happened and then we ended up doing kind of well we were we flew around to like Edinburgh and London and Boston and that doing gigs um and yeah things were going well and this is kind of my whole life story now so I'm sorry (laughs) going on but um yeah but I was really struggling at that point as well um with kind of mental health and that and a couple of things just started to creep in and um it kind of got to a point where I had to take a break and I really had to kind of just you know look after myself for a bit and um yeah from then I kind of it was around then that yoga started to become more prominent for me I'd practiced a little bit um before that but I hadn't really taken it seriously and then once um once I took that break away from playing music um it started to just become my anchor as well to to kind of what I did every day and um I found it really I didn't know at first and this is quite common I feel now like I didn't really know why at first that it was so powerful or so helpful to me and I really didn't know and I didn't I wasn't kind of given the language to explain it in, in any classes or anything it was just this feeling and I think anyone who's experienced it will know that feeling of like okay this is helping and I don't know why but I'm just going to keep doing it and um that's very much kind of how it happened for me as well um um and yeah I mean I, I struggled a lot with body image and that kind of thing and um eating disorders and 
was it, it was up and down for a good few years and then once yoga really was consistent that's that's when i really noticed the um the improvement improvement um and how it it just kind of gave me a little bit more embodiment and power and a sense of myself that i hadn't really had ever before um and at that stage i wasn't really working and the next logical step for me was to do a teacher training so i was like okay i'll be a teacher and i'll share this stuff because it's you know i think a lot of people find that as well when they start teaching it's like they want to share it because they it has helped them and it has done so much and i think that is an important um step to take in it and um, it made sense again at the time and i wanted to travel um to do it well i wanted to travel anyway and so i was like oh might as well combine the training and traveling so um i trained then my first training in Bali and yeah I, I'm still not sure like looking back at it I'm still not sure I was ready at that point but I don't think there's ever going to be a time where you're you're ready for something like that like that deep to kind of go immersive in it um so yeah it was it was challenging definitely um and I remember being very overwhelmed several times and it was it was a lot for me even to travel alone and um when I was still kind of pretty much still in recovery at that point. And I was just like, I'm, I, I should, looking back again, I, I don't think I should have been doing it at that point, but it has stood to me that everything I did during those years where, you know, it's all kind of led me to, to now. And um, yeah. And then the natural progression from that was as soon as I ever heard um, mantra at a Kirtan session, I was like, okay, this is this is kind of what I have to do. <laughs> I just literally, um, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, sorry, kirtan is um, mantra essentially, or it's chanting mantra or singing mantra. These Sanskrit ancient um, mantras, and yeah, there it's 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 it sounds simple because it's gen, gen, essentially you're you're just repeating these phrases over and over again. Um, Generally, it's call and response form. You know, one person or a couple of people are leading, and the people who are there will sing it back. Um, but yeah, I do also remember the first time I went to something like that. I was, I was very much in my judgment kind of brain. I was very like, oh, what's this now? I'm not sure what I, what I feel about this. And um, yeah, it's like working through that, I suppose, as well. Of you know, acknowledging that, okay, why am I feeling uncomfortable in this? Um, shouldn't, you know, it, it really, yeah, it says a lot when, when you go to something like that. Um, this is for anyone, you know, like not, and, and not just people who do yoga or, or talking about yoga things, but if you, if you get your first feeling and it's like, hmm, maybe, maybe this is, um, like you're curious about it, but something in you is holding you back a bit. Um, so it did take me a little bit to, to really open up into that. But I, something deeper was like, this is, you need to be doing this. You know, after the first one or two sessions I went to um, in Bali again, it was, it was just like something in me was like completely opening up. And because it was singing and it was something that, you know, I, physically I was so familiar with, it, it was easy for me to sing, but yet it wasn't easy for me to let go, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah I was singing along and I was kind of like, you know, make in my head the, the kind of perfectionist of I have to make all of these notes perfect. And if they're not perfect, then I'm just going to shut up. And then as soon, and this is why I love mantra and kirtan so much, as soon as whoever was leading it said, 
this is not about getting the notes right. This is about just letting go and opening and singing. Like they weren't singers, you know, the people who are leading it, they weren't musicians. And to my ears, I was like, again, back in that judgment mind of, oh, they're, they're not musicians. I'm singing, like, listen to me kind of thing. And then as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, okay. It was just like, oh, it was just like something had been lifted off me. It was like, you, like I'm not, I, I don't have to sing perfectly. I don't have to be in tune. I'm not going to be judged. I'm, you know, there's... It's not a, it's not a competition is what I'm hearing. No, so. yeah. yeah. And it was just like, because that's how I'd been living I suppose for up until then was just uh, it has to be perfect everything has to be perfect I have to sound perfect I have to look perfect and you know the relief that comes when when that's taken away from you it's like you don't have like who is telling you this for you and yeah it's it's just really it was really really powerful and so yeah it's really inspiring for a lot of people I'm sure because I know like a lot of musicians myself who are like too afraid to kind of just begin or start posting because they're like oh it's not this and it's I'm not like them and I'm like just be you like just start singing like I don't think I'm the best singer there is but I still chant mantra all the time because I'm just like it's kind of like impossible not to I think when you're there as well like you just find yourself opening you're like whoa this is inside of me and um I really love how you kind of transitioned from yeah a different kind of music world but I like do you think you still have both in your life like is there times where you kind of look back or like even incorporate some of that way of being in that music sense yeah and and definitely I mean I'd be I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss it at times um because yeah there were it was really fun you know it was it was just crack you know you just would yeah, it was great fun, and um, mm-hmm. I miss the kind of togetherness of it as well. And because it was Oscar it was really you know there was a passion behind it as well. It wasn't just you know let's sing a song and hope people like it. It was like no, we, we you know this is this is our language as well. You know, so it was really there's a lot of passion there. Um, um, and yeah, no, I definitely I do feel like I have very strong roots in in Ireland, even though. I suppose it took me leaving to realize that. Um, mm. And I spent, I did, I spent a long time coming and going, like I've come and gone a lot. And like the longest I was away all at once was probably only a year and a half. But in between then I've, I've come and gone several times for a couple of months at a time, you know? Um, and every time I'm away, it's just kind of like, it gets more and more ingrained in me that it's like, I am very, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm passionate about being Irish, but as well, I'm 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 passionate about kind of bringing what I've learned back, if that makes sense, as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a neat, there's a way to to come home, and everything's the same, and nothing has changed, and there's a frustration that's there as well. Um, and so I, I suppose what I am hoping to do, and what I try to do in my my yoga classes as well, is to kind of bring bring an element that might not have been here before to. I mean, that, that sounds a bit, uh, don't, I don't know how that sounds, but I mean, I mean. It sounds great. It sounds like you're bringing a piece of what you learned back. Yeah, without, you know? losing, without losing the Irish roots as well, because I feel like not only are they ba- they're very strong in me, but I feel like it's very important. And I'm, I'm still quite passionate about Gaelga and like I have a master's in Irish. I mean, I, I really, I feel like I'm not using that enough. And I, and also, like there's a lot of links between some of these Hindu Buddhist traditions and kind of the ancient Celtic um, 
traditions as well. And I'm, I mean, I haven't studied it or anything, but it's just, it, it feels like, like, you know, similar kind of roots with like the fire rituals and the ceremonies and all this kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's all singing from the same hymn sheet, if you want. <laughs> um, and, and like having, I suppose, been exposed to the more traditional styles of yoga and the, the kind of spiritual aspect um, in the trainings that I've done and in the, the, the places that I lived and stayed and stuff, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's eye-opening on a lot of levels because it makes you see what is there to be had. And I mean that in the sense of community um, and connection and a sense of togetherness that, you know, I, I mean, personally, I didn't grow up with. I know a lot of people maybe do and some families maybe do encourage that more open, you know, communication between people or between neighbours even, between family. Um, but for me personally, that was never there. It was always very much um, segregated and isolated and there's a lot of fear um, just in, the, in, in, in that, in my childhood, in, in you know, yeah just what people would think or what people would say and all this stuff about yeah so I suppose the whole yoga thing really just helped me to to acknowledge that and acknowledge that that was always there and it was part of how what happened happened and it was you know it's I don't I'm not placing blame I'm just kind of you know because part of part of this whole journey is really to to acknowledge where things are originating so maybe it's something in your childhood maybe it's the way you were brought up but also to have compassion for that and to say like there's no way I could have changed that and they like I, I was brought up in a very loving household and I never really wanted for anything on you know on the physical level it was just more of a something deeper kind of that I really felt a little bit disconnected from um, and I felt like I wasn't really seen in a lot of ways and so yeah the whole the yoga community kind of opened that up and made me see oh there are other ways to kind of um yeah yeah relate to people and to it doesn't how it doesn't always have to be about judgment or comparison or any of these things that I've already mentioned but um I hope I'm not going off on too much of a tangent no it's okay <laughs> it's beautiful that, so. um I'm gonna just steer in the next question because it kind of yeah. relates to exactly what you're talking about um I wrote down just because when I was thinking of you I was like I'd love to know what she thinks about this like um it's kind of to do with like if you had a magic wand basically what way would you like to see I'm gonna say Ireland because I suppose that is our world that we're both in at the moment um mm -hmm. and obviously you've been to these places which I haven't been yet but I, I do see myself probably going at some point and even just like seeing them on YouTube sometimes or hearing about the stories I'm like wow like I think I don't know part of me would be like I'll stay there forever but I feel like I love when you said you felt even more connected to Ireland and what do you see for Ireland like do you see change coming have you already seen it in people and what would you hope for people or the the whole the whole uh, country I couldn't think of the word yeah Mm, do you mean kind of politically or in like a more anything yeah well like maybe like even if it wasn't realistic just like what your heart kind of would love uh, yeah it to be like I mean having been involved in like a lot of Irish societies and stuff in college and um because of what I studied and because of the area that I was kind of working in when I first left college and um, was Gaeilge you know um promoting the Irish language essentially and um, you know there is that patriotism there I suppose and um, 
a lot of people in those circles will be very passionate about you know having the Irish language being brought back and it's kind of like yes I, I, I definitely do support that and I feel like it's a necessary part but I also feel like more on a social level um, people are starting to get a little bit more curious about kind of other ways of of going about things um, other ways of maybe so like I don't know what I'm trying to say essentially but like it's it's more it's more like we're, we're kind of known for being quite old-fashioned um, and kind of backwards in a way and even like yeah. the Irish language will it's quite backwards you know when you're phrasing something you have to put the the word the most important word at the end of the sentence and it's kind of it just makes you it flips your way of thinking really so I definitely do think we're moving into a more modern way of thinking and like even younger generations now being so progressive with different things like you know it's, it's really really important but it's so funny to even hear um you know that, that people are are still giving out about these things like the whole thing with I don't know if you've seen about normal people that, that yes on. like even like there's always going to be those people who who resist the change um do you feel like it's wrong though because i mean wrong to kind of say to those people i've heard people say like they shouldn't think like that and part of me goes but that's how they were reared like they yeah. can't undo their conditioning well maybe they can but it's like if we lived in their life we might have the exact same opinion so it's kind of confusing as well yeah i know very much so and i'm part of this part of the whole this like path of yoga is really to to acknowledge that and to, to acknowledge that everyone has had a different experience of, of life. Yeah. Everyone is coming to, to, to this ground or whatever you're doing with very different experiences, you know? Um, and I've done now, I've worked in a lot of different places and I've worked in different roles and done a lot of different things. And that's one thing that I've learned definitely is that, you know, you might, you might meet someone for the first time, say you start a new job and you think, you know how you know who is this person or how could I possibly ever get on with this person or whatever and you end up in the same role and it's kind of like well both of you have so many different experiences behind you and it, it's kind of like these one if you've ever had those moments where things just align where you meet someone and you know you, you're like how have I met how am I meeting you now you know how is this only happening now and you might you've probably had like a million different experiences each and something in the universe has like conspired now to make sure make sure that you meet at this particular time and now you're having the same experience and then you might move on and change and it's just like this constant flow and fluctuation and I don't really know what I'm trying to say but what I mean it's is okay that, yeah everyone is coming at life with a whole host of different experiences behind them and so learning to not judge anyone for what they've been through um or you know passing remark on on people's issues or like mental health especially is something that really gets to me when people are you know saying oh sure he just had this when he was a kid or this was the, you know it's yeah. kind of like you don't know there is no way to know what what has happened in this life or how, how many people this person has has encountered or difficult situations or how they've learned to process their thoughts and how they how they've learned to process their their traumas because that's a huge thing as well like we pick up our processes from mm. around us when we're kids you know if someone if we grow up to to learn that you know overreacting to to absolutely everything is the is the norm is the norm yeah then when we go out into the real world and 
we start to try to cultivate relationships of our own and we start reacting in this way we learn okay this is not normal you know this is not 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 that it's not normal I don't like the word normal but this is not this doesn't work essentially if you're trying to have relationships and communicate with people in a way that it potentially served you at one point in your life when let's say a parent was uh, overprotective or always angry or something and so you learn to put on this protective thing when you were in their presence yeah that means then that you automatically put up that same thing when you encounter someone else who probably doesn't require that if that makes any sense so it's it's really what we learn to to present and how we learn to react to things um it plays itself out again and again and again until we acknowledge it until we recognize it and then say hmm okay I don't think that's (laughs) helping me right now I'm actually making things worse by reacting like that and then begins the really hard part of trying to change it so I watched a video the other day and it was something like up until six years old we are like free of the mind like we don't we don't really attach beliefs or we don't kind of make certain things in our brain like stick it's after six kind of everything we see becomes like you know programmed really yeah and that's why you look at children and it's like they don't they just live moment to moment and they don't really have really direct opinions about anything they're just like yeah whatever um I think yoga for me has been a a process of deconditioning Mm -hmm. a lot and I suppose I always like what do you think of these words like because I sometimes use uh like oh you're programmed you're conditioned and some people hate them they're like what do you mean I'm conditioned or programmed I totally for that I use them myself as well and as well with, with things like yoga and body work of any kind you know there's this there's an aspect of of this kind of work that um you know you can you can be very psychologically aware of something so very intellectually aware of your mind and how it works and your processes and how you tend to deal with them you know you can be very very aware of your mind but if you don't acknowledge that there's a link with your body and if you don't work it out from your body and kind of get into those lower centers where where these kind of things get stuck then there's never going to be that full healing essentially so that you can evolve and move on from that so that's where this kind of psychosomatic work comes in that it's really like yoga is essentially you're, you're not only acknowledging the thoughts and the mind stuff but you're also getting into the body and you know having that physical link there is is so essential for like a full full healing and so yes. you know like without without a full embodied process of healing you know you could be in therapy for 20 years and still not progress you know you might be fully aware of what's what the problem is and fully aware of why the problem is there but if you're not moving on like if you're not healing from it and like doing practices that are kind of going to help you it's and like getting it out of your body as well which involve the body is what I'm saying you know these these healing modalities they have to involve the body as well they have to and it's absolutely crazy how disconnected I was from my body and then realizing like most people are and people are unaware of that disconnection it's only when you connect you're like oh my god like hand orgasms are a thing and you're like whoa You know, I'll say as well, like with, with, um, with eating disorders and that, you know, that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's a rejection of the body. And when you get into, into the more physical or into the more kind of spiritual height, like meditation kind of work, and you start to kind of realize that, okay, maybe, you know, this is just a kind of a a vessel, let's say, or your, your, your body is kind of your container for your, your prana and for your spirit and for, for all of that to be contained, then you start to kind of see that these kind of issues that are manifesting 
it's really a rejection of that of the physical realm it's a rejection of everything that you know that we're we're here to experience um and the body is how we experience things the body is how we interact with the world it's how we sense the world and we're very um sensory kind of creatures we we really use our senses and we depend on our senses to um to kind of interact with the world and to learn and to to grow and so if you've ever done there's a couple of like yoga techniques where you're pratyahara it's, it's where you're like uh, numbing or dumbing the senses down essentially so you like close your eyes block your ears block your nose that kind of thing and you're 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 really just kind of um blocking all of the senses so that you can go like really really deeply within and re and then in those moments you kind of realize okay there is more there, there like i am not just this body i am i'm not i'm more than the body i'm more than my mind even you know and i know that might sound a little bit out there for some people but it's <laughs> it's um it, it, it's powerful you know and and it it got me thinking about the kind of issues that are manifesting now physically for people and obviously eating disorders being a mental illness as well but that end up manifesting physically you know and um, so again it's that link between mind and body uh, the mind is in in stress and trauma and it's going to manifest in the body and really doing the work to get back into the body can be one of the hardest parts with any kind of issue like that and for me it was through yoga that i did that and um, you know same thing i could have gone to therapy like talk therapy for years and i might not have made much progress but once i started getting into the body i was like that that's what my that's what the struggle was you know and then mm. yeah it's just it's so important to acknowledge that there's there's so many sides to it as well and so many different reasons and um, ways that it manifests for people that obviously there's no one way that works but it's just something that does help and talk to me more about your ayurvedic because that's obviously mm. to do with the body as well and yeah. nutrition and kind of tell me how maybe you got into that and then maybe give people like a little snippet i know it's very in-depth but just an idea of what it's about yeah so um Last year, I trained as a, an integrative nutrition health coach, which is essentially you're, you're looking at nutrition. So you get, you get kind of the, the normal kind of nutrition information that you would kind of expect. And then there's also the integrative side, which is obviously body, mind, spirit connected. And it, it acknowledges that healing from a, a mind-body approach is, is essential to any of this work. And one of the, one of the, the modules on that training was about Ayurveda and I'd already studied it a bit in both of my yoga trainings and then kind of just personally as well out of my own interest and I already knew it was an area that I was like really interested in and then getting the the coaching training was kind of one step because I think I work best one-on-one -on -one with people I know some people work better in groups but personally I feel better one-on-one -on -one because I feel you can kind of get deeper and really connect with the person um, and so yeah and then then I did an Ayurvedic training, it was only 50 hours, but it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of building on what I already knew and linking in more and more. Um, and it's really, I know for anyone who doesn't know, I suppose I should have started off with that. But, um, <laughs> Ayurveda is, uh, they say it's like the sister science of yoga, um, but you're essentially dealing with um, the elements. So we have air, ether, so earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Um, and there's five elements and so they combine to make the three doshas so we have vata which is made up of air and ether we have uh, pitta which is made up of fire and water and then we have kapha which is made up of um, earth and water 
Um, and so you're... And how old is this science, just for people to be aware? So it is one of the oldest holistic health systems in <laughs> possibly the oldest. Um, and so it's kind of, it was derived in, initially um, so that people could pursue yoga for longer. And that's kind of why it was such a big thing um, in these kind of parts of the world where essentially if you're looking at the seven stages of hatha yoga the first two essentially are purification and strengthening and so ayurveda really deals with these first two stages of purifying the body so that the the physical container you know what your energy what your prana is in can be as clear and as strong as possible so as to wield that energy and to, to kind of help you direct it um, so they're the kind of very basic foundation and it really what what it means is that you know your your body is strong your mind is strong and clear and and really um, as balanced as it can be um, and they to do this they look at the elements and they look at the qualities of the elements and every every person every every human being on the on, in, on the planet has the three doshas because we all have the five elements you know we are made up of these different elements and in different and varying amounts Mm -hmm. um, and your individual constitution or your prakriti is whichever uh, dosha is dominant in you. So you might have a pitta dosha prakriti, you might have a vata prakriti, you might have a kapha prakriti. You can also have combinations, so a, pa a pitta vata or a kapha pitta or you know any combination of the three as well. Um, and, that's and am I right in saying that each, if you're prominent in one of them, there's like a different way to kind of look after your body and nutrition? Yeah, well, it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's really about acknowledging and like getting to know the different qualities of each one. So each one, like none of them is more important than the rest. None of them is better than the other. It's about really learning how to balance them out so that let's say you have a lot of vata, which is air and ether. You know, you might be very, very scatty brained in your head all the time. You know, a lot of anxiety, overthinking, tendency towards that, which is literally, you know, an excess of air in your mind. And so that would mean you have a, maybe a low, a low amount of earth, a low amount of groundedness. You know, you're not very in your body. I'm just using this example because this is what happened to me. Um, so any of these kind of anxiety disorders or anything like that is really about like it's, it's a vata imbalance. And so what you do, the rule in Ayurveda is really to, to lean into the opposite of the imbalance. And so yeah. if, the, if the balance is way, way out of vata, what you need is to lean into kapha, which is earth and water so really leaning into grounding nourishing nurturing practices that are going to soothe the nervous system soothe you get you back into your body get you back onto like a, a level-headed kind of way um so that you can actually go about your day and and as the yogi said like live your dharma so if you're if you're not balanced then your dharma is going to not be able to be fulfilled in your relationship tell people what dharma is just because i'm aware some people might have yeah to. so dharma <laughs> It's again, it's linked to Tantra and it's linked to um, Ayurveda and Tantra are pretty much linked as well when you get deeper into it. Um, but Dharma is really your, your higher purpose, your reason for being, you know, your reason for, for coming into this world and for, um, for coming into this body and this lifetime and having, choosing, choosing this, this existence. And that's one thing that really struck me as well when I started learning about this is really you know we chose this on some level for some reason we chose to be born into these um these families and these these times these bodies and um I think it's about returning back there and smarana is um this aspect of self-remembrance you know 
um, in, in yoga and it's, it's, it's about remembering and that's what my practice is for me now it's, it's about kind of remembering what's at the core of all of this you know beneath all of the, the layers and the conditioning and the expectations and everything at the core you know there's a reason that when someone asks us you know is that you and you go oh me and you put your hand on your heart it's like because that that's where it is it's, it's the hridaya it's the, the spiritual heart it's to the, the like the left of your heart chakra but it's that's that's what it is because your yourself it doesn't reside in your head it doesn't reside in your body it's in your heart you know and that's where it comes from and that's where it, gosh it, there's so much to it i can talk yeah Jesus, come back to come back to the ayurvedic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's great i love it um yeah but essentially it's really to balance out the body and get it strong and um balanced enough so you're gonna have so give uh, an example you gave an example of yeah. the vada imbalance what would be a pitta imbalance or a kapha imbalance so, yeah for a pitta person or someone who has a lot of pitta it can easily like be unbalanced um and it would manifest as kind of irritation or being kind of really easily aggravated you might lash out or get a little bit argumentative as well that's emotionally um physically it could be like overheating like excessive sweating breakouts oily skin that kind of real heated anything to do with heat excess heat excuse me in the body um, <laughs> i love when you just said excess heat it came up oh <laughs> yeah, yeah but um yeah so that would be excess heat and then excess earth would be you know for a kapha person to be very this is when they're imbalanced now and when they're balanced they're quite grounded and stable but imbalanced they can easily be quite sluggish or heavy and unmotivated and even leaning towards that kind of depressive kind of mindset but you know we've all kind of experienced each of these types um and that's because we have each each of them in us um and it's just about when we're in those moments of imbalance to be able to know what to do to get ourselves back um, yes. And that in itself is such an empowering tool. And whether you do that through yoga practice, through meditation, through, you know, well, in, in Ayurveda, all of these things are, are included. You know, you, you address your, your yoga practices, you address your physical practices, you address your diet, you address your environment, you address your lifestyle habits, you address everything, sleep. Like it's, it's all part of it. Um, and it all really contributes to to maintaining a really healthy and strong agni, which is your digestive fire. And that is at the core of all Ayurveda is your digestion. And so if you have a strong and healthy, regular digestive system, regular metabolism, um, it's gonna it's gonna lead to a more stabilized mind, which essentially is probably at the basis of everything. You know, if you have a quiet mind, stable mind, everything comes that little bit easier. Um, I feel like I want to share like a bit of personal story just on the digestive side okay. of things because I feel like it's something that people rarely feel kind of comfortable to discuss. Yeah. Um, I had IBS for ages and this was before I did yoga and like I'm not even joking the pain not just in my body but your mind like literally I was so mm -hmm. angry all the time because you're just feeling absolutely horrible and like literally yeah going toilet was just a nightmare and it was only when I kind of got into yoga and started to like research because you go to the doctor right and no offense to Western doctors, but they're like, here's like a tablet to help your bloating. And you're like, I really want to get to like the root cause. Like, can you help me figure out what's, and they're like, oh, it's just a bit of IBS. Everyone gets it. And I'm like, I yeah, that blows my mind. I, I still don't understand why doctors don't address things like that. Yeah. And that's what, like with the Ayurvedic and even just yoga, sometimes they mention different body uh, stuff. And um, I noticed suddenly like, 
my digestion, even with yoga practices, just was better. Everything was flowing. And the one, number one tip I love is like warm water. Like I never drink cold water. Yeah. And warm water every morning and before bed, literally my tummy is like, thank you. And I haven't had IBS for probably like a year now. And like, it's purely from a shift of in the body and nourishing and like connecting. And it's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. No tablet would ever do that for me. Just No, it's, it's fascinating. And that's why as well, like I, yeah, I would have had my fair share of experience with Western doctors as well for different things. And it always kind of baffled me and something just never sit, 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 sat, sat, <laughs> sat. <laughs> sat right with me when, um, yeah, whenever they just prescribe stuff to kind of mask the symptoms <laughs> instead of getting to the root of it. And it's, yeah, like my dad has a lot of chronic health issues and he's on a shitload of medication. Can I curse? Far as yes, yeah, no, I'm cool with He's that. on a lot of medication and he has been for years. And I suppose that might have been a little bit of motivation as well for me to really just not kind of end up in that situation where I'm not, I don't have any responsibility over my body. I, I can't, you know, at, at that, when it gets to that stage, it's very hard to reverse it. Whereas this kind of approach is more preventative and, um, and yes yeah that was definitely another motivation as well to pursue this kind of work um and to help people become more aware of it and aware of themselves because personally when i experienced all this it really just was the empowerment that came from it of like i can make these choices <laughs> i don't have to eat this because you're telling me i have to you know it's like i i i control that you know and i know what works for my body and i know what doesn't and even those little realizations are are really important and it comes into yoga practice as well it's knowing what kind of practices are going to benefit you on on what day at what time and it's not always going to be the same thing you know especially for like pitta people can be very very driven to, to just kind of have a routine and, ha and stay with the same thing and be like if i didn't do my yoga today I, i'm you know I'm, I'm terrible and it can be it can be another trap that we fall into because yeah you know we're, we're and on one hand we're like oh i'm practicing yoga because i'm so free-spirited and i want to i want to break through all the norms and i want to free myself and then you get trapped in another thing of i have to do yoga every day and it's, it becomes this thing and you're like okay i thought i was doing this to free myself from this and now you know you're, you just end up in another cycle so what it comes down to to me now is is knowing what your body needs when it needs it and giving it that and knowing how to give it that through yoga practice which comes back to tantra so coming back and just to clarify people yoga practice we don't just mean physically on a mat this no. we're not just talking in that regard yeah yeah and it's, it's there's so many different layers to it of course and you know at the beginning you know any yoga is great because it's going to get you in your body it's going to get you moving and it'll 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 contribute to those strengthening qualities that are the first couple of stages you know but once you reach a certain point you know you kind of go you, you, you notice what classes are benefiting you and what aren't. And you notice maybe feeling a little bit agitated or scatty after a certain class if it's been too dynamic for you, especially if you have a lot of vata and vata is easily ag ag aggravated. So if any kind of dynamic, fast-paced class for someone who has a lot of vata can actually be very harmful um, and it can actually be very, you know, destabilizing. So if we're coming back to the goal being to stabilize the mind and to be a little bit more grounded in life so that you can live more grounded and, you know, show up in every aspect of life, not just on your yoga mat. Um, it, it really makes sense to address that and to be like, okay, how, if, if this practice is sending me over the edge, then maybe I should not do it. And to make it as well, 
for me, uh, totally separating my yoga practice from my physical exercise. Like that's, that's a huge thing that I really feel we need to, we need to focus on as well is to kind of, I don't mean to focus on, I'm not like a, an activist for it, but I'm just passionate about it. I'm just kind of like, it's not a physical workout. You know, if I want to work out, I'll go to the gym. To me, it's, it's so much more than, than that. And it's about yeah. you know, learning how to, how to manage and to be sensitized to your prana your energy you know it's i'm really glad you mentioned that it can become like an uh nearly like another form of addiction i suppose for people yeah. perfectionists like myself i remember when i first started yoga i did hot yoga and it became this like torture kind of thing for me it was like i have to do my hot yoga and if i didn't do it i started to feel like bad like yeah. I, i'm not being a true yogi i'm not doing my practice seven times a week and it was like what like people are telling me like yoga is about you know yeah being free and it's so interesting how depending on how your mindset is going in and I definitely copped that very straight away I was like well you've just decided this is now like a new rule mm. um and tantra kind of made me realize that and I think that it's a whole process um but it's so easy to fall into that trap as well especially if you're looking at yogis online and they're doing more practice and you're like oh I should do it you're like hang on I don't even feel like I want to do it now like why am I just after looking at someone and yeah. now being like I should get on my mat it's like you know it's, we have to always kind of link back in isn't it to ask like how am I feeling and do I need this now yeah and that's huge and I, I say that now I'm like working with a couple of clients and I'd always say before and after you eat and before and after you practice how do you feel you know even just write it down and if they're working more on dietary things then it works in that way if, if you're working towards just kind of getting more in touch with yourself then even with yoga practices being you know going into a class writing how you're feeling beforehand and then how you're feeling afterwards. And if it's not stabilized and if it's not grounded, then you know you want to kind of maybe look towards going to a different class. <laughs> I don't want to amazing say that, but I really yeah. And I mean, there's specific asanas, specific sequences and practices for for the different dashic types as well, and the different environments yeah. that you can you can do. And if you practice them for a month on end, 40 days is what they say. Is a, is a sadhana and if you take on a practice for 40 days then you really see the benefits after that like it's one thing to do a practice once and be like oh yeah it felt great but you know if you imagine if you did that every single day that feeling would stick you know and that's what it's about it's about let, let, getting that feeling to stick and to 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 be part of you and if you want to evolve if you want to start to move and thrive then it's it's really giving yourself that you know and not just yeah every now and again dipping in and being like oh yeah i feel great today and then going right back into the old habits it's it's like you know i mean it, it'll benefit you in some way but it's not gonna make huge shifts so mm -hmm. and because it's your birthday and because i'm <laughs> 20 and i just want to like ask you this question what advice would you give to your 20 year old self now what i don't know what age you are you don't even have to say it but i know it's your birthday so i'm just like i always do that kind of on my birthday i look back and i'm like what i've told my 12 year old self uh but i want you to do 20 year old if you can go back there for a moment if it's too you don't want to go back there don't no no it's okay <laughs> um yeah i probably would have told her that you you are very stubborn <laughs> and that gets in your way a lot um and also not to compare yourself to other people so much because it doesn't lead anywhere good and it's 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 hiding your talents it's hiding your unique skills and your unique voice um 
by comparing yourself all the time, you're, you know, you're making yourself smaller. Um, and to really, to trust that what you have is worthwhile and is needed and is necessary. And um, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. I really felt that in like my heart. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to do quick fire. This podcast has honestly been like so good. I just know from what you've already said. It's amazing. Um, I ramble a bit, but there you go. <laughs> no, but it's beautiful. You're just like in flow state and it's just so nice to hear. Um, what are the three things, oh yeah, that you do every day? And this is just for everyone like you might get inspiration from it. Mm-hmm. Three things every day that kind of help you be more calm, relax, and maybe like your safety tools if you're finding that mind going a bit. Um, First one is I I wake up early and I, well, I don't want to say I have hot water and ginger, but I do. But that's that's really important, again, to get your digestive system going. But um, practice meditation every single morning. Um, And when I feel like in those moments of overwhelm, depending on where I am, forward fold yeah do some kind of forward fold whether it's child pose or uttanasana just hanging over your legs like dangling literally just go into a forward fold and it genuinely it has it cultivates apana and it's just like this complete like holding it um yeah child's pose is a go-to um otherwise getting out in nature going for a walk and just letting that kind of steam blow off a little bit and let let things expand and just yeah look at the sky if you can see the sky behind the clouds um yeah yeah that really helps too and um, beautiful yeah and I always try and like I'm, I'm constantly learning new things as well so I love kind of just reading and going on to websites that just reading about different things I don't know it's different every day and if I see something that I'm like oh that's interesting I'll always click on it you know it's not like oh I don't have time for this and sometimes it ends up that I I get very distracted from whatever I'm really doing but there are times where I actually make time for just going onto the internet and reading things and you know you never know it's like that growth mindset of like yeah you're opening up loads of different stuff totally yeah totally and I yeah I just love learning new things so I'm I'm hoping maybe to do another course soon I don't know yet but we'll see (laughs) okay amazing um we're gonna do a quick fire round so basically I'm just gonna go quick fire with Jenny Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna ask you you just pick one of the options I shout at you and I haven't even pre-thought these so they might come out random okay are you ready I think so (laughs) okay yoga or pilates yoga yogi tea or puka teas puka uh, chickpeas or quinoa? Quinoa. Hot yoga or yin yoga? Yin. Cold or warm? Warm. Sun or moon? Moon. Jewelry or yoga pants? Yoga pants. <laughs> makeup or hair? Hair? Really wear clouds makeup. or no clouds? No clouds. Music or curtain? in what way that's kind of vague <laughs> I know just whatever comes to mind it just, it's not life or death you're done <laughs> head bows <laughs> tea or coffee tea uh, early mornings or late nights early mornings 100% swims or cycles 
swims, dancing, or workout? Dancing. Okay, this is the final one. I'm trying to think of a really good one. <laughs> living in a tent or living in a caravan? Tent. <laughs> okay. I love that. That was just so random. Um, so yeah, Jenny, is there any last thing you want to say to people, maybe people who are finding this situation a bit tricky? Um, yeah, anything you want to share before we head off? Yeah, I think just just take it slow i know that sounds really cliche coming from a yoga teacher but like literally make time every day to just sit with yourself and in whatever way that looks you know it doesn't have to be at six in the morning on a yoga mat it can be before you go to bed or even just you find yourself kind of with a, a bit of quiet time don't avoid that you know go into it and when things come up you get triggered or if you get anxious you know don't try to just busy yourself and forget about it to actually get a get a little bit curious about why that's there um and to to be like okay why am i reacting in this way or why am i you know say someone's triggering you in your house and you're getting angry instead of just you know reacting and then forgetting about it being kind of like hold on that's not really rational it's not really fair um yeah, so just pull yourself up a bit on these things, I think, is, or just start to try, even. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. that will help. But um, also, yeah, just to take time for you and don't, don't pressure yourself to, to do too much. And um, when you, you can't really know what other people are doing all the time. And yeah, we do tend to get very assumptive about things we're like oh this person is doing everything and I'm doing nothing and it's very easy to fall into that so I suppose to forgive yourself when it does happen but you know to 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 take it slow down for a bit and to really allow that time to to nourish and just do child's pose <laughs> all day every day all child's day. pose <laughs> just stay there forever <laughs> Jenny uh tag your Instagram name if you want so if people want to take a session with you or just see what you're yes. doing so I'm Jenny Bean 108 on Instagram and I do Ayurvedic coaching at the moment and um, it involves kind of giving you an individual assessment I suppose of your your doshas and a yoga practice that is going to help you um to rebalance things and obviously tips and different things along the way and um, so yeah I'm working on building this um but that's at the moment what I'm doing and I'm I'm offering a couple of Zoom classes a week and um, at the moment so I don't really know how long this is going to last but while while it's going on I'll definitely be on zoom a couple of times a week anyway just doing thank it. you for being an amazing guest and I loved having you on the chats are just like I was talking to my best friend so I loved Aww, it. Yeah, I love it. it's great <laughs> yeah I'll see you soon Jenny thank you bye, bye.